Okay, here's where the howl happens. From the heart of Minnesota come two of the most offensive Timberwolves fans you'll ever meet. It's the flagrant howl. Oh, Chilega, it worked. That one works. Everyone loves that one. Oh my God, Dylan, that sucked so bad. <laughs> that was so bad. That was worse than Shvedheads. I didn't think anything could be worse than Shvedheads, and that was truly worse. There's nothing, nothing better than a good old basketball pun to brighten up your Saturday oh, afternoon. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, look, the draft is coming up. I'm really excited for the Timberwolves, so I'm going to put on my All Eyes North hat to get ready for this pod. Um, are we, we decided... are we actually putting this online as a video yet? Um, oh, you know what? We don't do video. So <laughs> just do for video. all the listeners, I just put on an All Eyes North hat. It doesn't say... People have said before, it looks like it says All Lives Matter at first glance but it's all says, eyes all all eyes north <laughs> black eyes north black i think eyes peace black I eyes peace if they were going to make this a uh, hat today they would have chose a different <laughs> slogan and design for sure um anyway welcome to the coast to coast nba podcast for now i'm chilenga i'm dylan and today we did a mock draft we've never done a mock draft before dylan can you believe it I can believe it. It sounds just like us. Yeah, we're generally pretty lazy, uh, but we put a lot of work into this. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. We had some trades. So we, you so know, many trades. Dylan took over the Western Conference. I took over the Eastern Conference and we spent about four hours on the phone talking trades. The negotiations were really, really tense. Uh, the Nets <laughs> tried to get Drew Holiday, but uh I, they would not. They were not willing to give up uh, Karis Levert for Drew Holiday, and Dylan didn't want Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I think the most exciting thing that did happen is that the Knicks traded for no Russell Westbrook. That was the least exciting thing. We were trying to, <laughs> you were trying to get like get it to do with something that New York had, whether it was uh, whether it was the uh, number twenty-seven pick or that number eight pick, but nothing was working. And so we ended up trading for the uh, the Mavericks first rounder next year, which is going to be not good. Yeah, I think I think ultimately, in retrospect, we probably undervalued Russell Westbrook because um, he's a playoff appearance on his own, basically, when he's healthy. Uh, but I think that the New York Knicks are a good candidate, and I think that they should trade for Russell Westbrook because they're not getting a star any other way. So they ended up getting Houston. The Houston Rockets ended up getting Alfred Payton and Taj Gibson, who will probably be cut. Yeah, we severely, severely underrated. I do believe that last, I think that uh, Taj Gibson's is uh, non guaranteed his salary this year. So that's like, I mean, from, from Houston's perspective, from Houston's perspective, they get a lot of cap space. Um, they get they unload forty four million dollars or whatever Russell Westbrook makes, uh, which means they could be a little bit more active in free agency. And who knows? Maybe they could get like Danilo Gallinari. Uh, okay, Nick's Homer. Let's move on from this <laughs> Russell Westbrook crap trade. All right, Dylan. Let's start this mock draft. You had uh, Minnesota at number one, and with the number one pick, I shall select. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Atlanta, and I want I want number one. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Let's, let's start some negotiations. How do you feel about John Collins? I hate John Collins, but 
I'm interested. <laughs> All right. So we decided on John Collins and number six to Minnesota and Atlanta gets number one and number 33. I'm not sure if this trade would actually happen, but if I were the Hawks, I would not want to pay John Collins the 20 million that mm-hmm. he's going to request next season. Um, so I don't know if I love it for the Wolves either, but I think it's at least interesting. Uh, <laughs> and the Wolves don't have that many ways to get stars. Uh, and John Collins could be a star, maybe. Yeah, I think that there will be several options. And moving down to six keeps our options open if we want to have uh, some type of insurance policy for John Collins still. Uh, so I'm not worried about it. It gives us kind of two cracks at one apple. Yep. And and like I said, I don't know if Atlanta actually does it, but I think it's fun and maybe they should consider. Uh, anyway, with the number one pick, Atlanta selects Anthony Edwards, uh, star back. shooting guard to go next to Trey Young. Um, it's an upgrade over Kevin Herter for sure. And Cam Reddish. And maybe Cam Reddish can slide and play his more natural position of three. Um, and DeAndre Hunter can take that four spot or they can go pick up a free agent with all their cash face. To defend the trade, to defend the trade, I think that John Collins probably doesn't match that well with Clint Capella, whereas adding more guys who at least put up three-point shots and maybe spread the floor a little bit will probably benefit the Hawks. They might want to downsize at the four. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's not a perfect fit with Carl Anthony Towns, but he's better fit with Carl than with Oh, Clint. yeah. So. Ab- absolutely. So, Chalanga, you have the second pick in the draft. Who do you select? Oh, because there was a trade. Oh! <laughs> yes. Orlando traded all the way up from 15 to get to number two. Um, all they had to do was send Golden State Aaron Gordon and Alfred Farouk Aminu. And Golden State got to unload that uh, hefty, hefty, hefty <laughs> Andrew Wiggins contract. Again, not a trade that I'm sure would happen because I think my gut tells me that Golden State is saving Andrew Wiggins and all their assets to get like Bradley Beal or whatever big star becomes available. Um, But I don't think Bradley Beal is going to become available within the next year. So I I don't know. I would get out of some tax hell Mm -hmm. and I would make little moves around the periphery of your core. And if you keep the Minnesota picks and you have Aaron Gordon and whoever you pick at 15, that's still a pretty solid package to trade for something. Al Farouk Amino could come back next year and he gives you probably as much, maybe more than Andrew Wiggins gives you uh, on less, maybe less usage as well. Um, oh, definitely less usage. I mean, he'll, he's a, he'll defend the, the wing and then he'll stand in the corner. That's what he did for Portland. Right, exactly. Well, and I, I, a lot of people are saying that's what Andrew Wiggins is going to do, which is almost impossible for me. If you're to imagine. counting on Andrew Wiggins to defend the best <laughs> perimeter player uh, on the opposing team, you're in some trouble. But I, no, I don't mean the best perimeter player. I just mean like, <laughs> I mean, will he stand in the corner and shoot threes and make any? I don't think so. But that's what the idea is, I guess, in uh, in Golden State. Anyway, I think that they should do this. Because they not only get Al Farouk Aminu, who could come back, but like the main piece is Aaron Gordon. And Aaron Gordon fits their team and their future so much better. Just put the realistic goggles on. Not everybody's getting Brad Beal. And I don't think that the Golden State Warriors have enough to get Brad Beal. We tried this. uh, We tried to have the Lakers later on 
uh, grab Drew Holiday. And I think that's kind of similar in terms of what do the Warriors want to give up that they have that Washington will actually want, you know, in the same vein. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was in Orlando and I gladly moved up to two. I'm not sure if Golden State would do this, but I get the idea and I support you in this, Dylan. And I'm happy that the Orlando Magic can select LaMelo Ball. I think that LaMelo is a perfect fit in Orlando. He is oh, the exact... Like, you know how Markel Fultz was drafted to fit next to Ben Simmons, play a little bit off ball? This is the a very similar situation to that for them. Uh, now they have a guy with a little bit more length who can maybe guard some bigger players. Maybe Markel doesn't have to carry as much of the load as as his fans maybe would have wanted in right. uh, in Orlando, and uh, he can play the he can play like now they have two point guards and and Markel Fultz can still play backup point guard and when Lamelo's playing uh, he can play off ball for them. Yep, and they still have Evan. I imagine Evan Fournier is going to opt in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just excited for that uh, Vucevic Lamelo pick and roll. That sounds awesome that sounds really really awesome it sounds like it's gonna be a lot of misses uh i mean as long as he passes it to vooch it's gonna be a lot of makes but that's true you know we know that Lamelo does love to put up shots um <laughs> so and not not necessarily good ones okay right. it's you again i also had the number three pick the eastern conference uh you know it was definitely has a lot of uh, folks in the lottery. So with Charlotte, Charlotte was really happy. They did not have to trade any assets to get their guy, James Weissman. Um, you know, not everyone has Weissman over Okongu as a center prospect, but I think like Weissman's upside is really appealing. Uh, and I'm sure Charlotte would love it if they, he fell to them. I can't imagine Weissman being taken after Okongu at the same time, you know? Yeah, I mean, what one thing I have noticed is Wiseman has been falling down people's boards lately. I, I I don't know exactly what happened, but I've seen people have him like outside of the top six or seven. It's That's like those are the crazy. hipster boards, though. I That's there's true. just out of like how often do the hipster boards actually reflect reality? Like Kevin O'Connor, how high did he have? Uh, how did how high did he have Brandon Clark last year? It was like he was top five, <laughs> right? So. I, just, I don't trust I don't Kevin O'Connor at all. <laughs> well, Kevin... oh, go ahead. Nobody's saying that. I don't think anybody's saying that. James, are are these mock drafts or are, are these prospects? Are these big boards? I, they're big boards. They're big boards. I think so. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I mean, yeah, maybe he's not going to be as good as Okongu. Who, who cares? James Wiseman has the best body. Uh, he's the best prospect. It's just that we haven't seen a lot of him, and maybe he has some character flaws. So. Yeah, and you know what? I don't trust Kevin O'Connor as far as I could throw him. Killian Hayes at number one, that is whack. Psycho. That is super whack. All right, next, number four it's is you again. Yes, I love this. I feel good. Uh, the Bulls are going to go with Tyrese Halliburton, high-character guy from the Midwest. Uh, they could use some more ball handling. Kobe White's not quite a point guard. Tyrese <laughs> not Halliburton's quite a not starter. quite a point guard. Levine's not quite a point guard, so... You add three not quite point guards together, and you got yourself some NBA competent point guard play. Yeah, it's uh, Moreno, or wait, what is it? What is it called? Moreno? Morona. Morona. Fuck. Sorry. Uh, it's Morona OKC. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. Their three guard lineup. Their three guard lineup. <laughs> okay, so Levine is Shea, Kobe is Chris, and Halliburton is Schrader. Uh, I would probably switch around Halliburton and Kobe. Okay. Yeah, we'll. I guess we'll see. I, we'll see what Halliburton's doing in the NBA. Um, he is a good facilitator. He was great in college doing that, and I think he'll be a great fit on the Bulls. And they need some like positive culture. There's like a lot of weird. There's been a lot of weird shit happening with the Bulls the past like eight years. So some positive folks would be really good for them. <laughs> All right, let's go Bulls. <laughs> Do you know what that's from? Uh, no, what is that? That's that's from Space Jam, baby. That's my boy, Bill Murray. Oh, yeah, Bill. We love Go Bulls. All right. I'm next again. Number five with Cleveland. Um, you know, in my heart, I wanted to pick Isaac Okoro here because I really love him. I've talked about it a lot. It's well known. If you listen to this podcast, mom, Dylan's dad, <laughs> Tim Kamatsu. Um, I then you know. Co. Most recently. <laughs> Then you know that I'm a huge Okoro fan, but I tried to do what the what the uh, Cavs would do, and we all know that the Cavs are a horribly run organization. <laughs> they and... have 25 centers currently on <laughs> roster. For some reason, they traded for and uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, that whatever. I don't need to get into that. <laughs> so they draft Danny Avdia here. They do need a wing, and I hate Danny. I don't think I don't think he's going to be very good. He has a like a even wingspan and okay athleticism and a shaky shot. And he likes to play with the ball in his hands. And to me, that sounds like a disaster. Yeah, I don't like Denny, but it's not a bad fit for the team. They did need a wing with some size. Uh, I think he does have a little bit more size than Isaac Okoro. And uh, I don't know. I, I I think that Denny's, of course, as we've called him before, he is horny bonk Luka Doncic. So <laughs> good luck, Cleveland, with that. <laughs> All right, Dylan, you've got the next pick, finally. Okay. Chalanga was so excited because he let Isaac Okoro go. I was actually kind of torn between two different prospects. I really like Devin Vassell. I think Devin Vassell gives us a little bit more length. I think he has a little bit more upside. I think Okoro looks a little bit more like a finished product to me. But I still, I gave in. Chalanga Langison has me hostage. I picked Isaac Okoro. Congratulations, Chalanga. Dylan, if you want to switch, I, I won't hold it against you. I don't care. They're both, they're both really great prospects. So yeah. I, I, just, I, I just prefer Devin Vassell because I, I think that he could fill out his body better. And I, I don't believe any of the heights out there right now. Isaac Okoro's is 6'6", six, six, and he looks about four inches shorter than Devin Vassell to me. So, All right. Well, you also think Isaac Okoro looks slow. And... He looks slow on the dribble, specifically. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I think, I think uh, Vassell is a really safe bet. I don't think that he'll be bad. Um, but Okoro definitely has a ton of upside. And... Uh, I love upside, especially at number six. Let's get some upside. All, All right, right uh, let's get another guy who just can't shoot threes in our starting lineup. I'm next with <laughs> Josh Kogi heavy. Instead of Josh Kogi light, he's Josh Kogi heavy. You know you love Josh Kogi, so you I love even be mad. Okay, no, I'm I'm excited to get some <laughs> some more defense on this team that has no defense whatsoever. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, number seven with Detroit. Detroit has uh, nothing. 
So except the big pink, AKA Blake Griffin. So they could mm. really draft anyone. Um, they went with upside here uh, and a player that could develop into something really good because they've got time to be patient. And it would actually be awesome for them if they were really bad this year because they own all their draft picks moving forward. So they select Killian Hayes out of France. Or I think yeah, that's France. a fantastic pick for them. Uh, so, for example, here were their starting or here, here were all of their point guards last year. <laughs> They had uh, Bruce Brown. Oh, yeah. They got rid of Reggie Jackson. <laughs> and they had Derrick Rose. Brandon Knight played nine games. <laughs> Yikes. They have nobody. Langston so, Galloway, I, I kind of point guard. Yeah, he's, and he plays, like, uh, on basketball reference, he's considered a shooting guard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this, it would be even better for them to just have... A, a tall, a lengthy point guard who can maybe mm-hmm. guard up and to have Langston Galloway play off ball for them uh, and to maybe have Derrick Rose play a little off ball. Yeah, if they keep all these guys. But they don't have a point guard. They don't have a guy who could lead the team in the future. So uh, I, I think Killian Hayes with this, with a ton of uh, on-ball upside is mm-hmm. a great pick for them. I mean, the basically their best point guard right now is Blake Griffin. <laughs> who's there's a running point offense. guard that's you true uh, in his uh, prime who knows now yeah that's true if he can stay on the court and i think uh killian hayes gives them contingency for the seemingly inevitable derrick rose trade this oh. year so i don't care about that all right Chalanga, you're up next again all right new york at number eight so new york Wait, don't you want to trade new york tried desperately <laughs> to trade up they wanted number one. Boston really here. Bad. Oh. <laughs> Boston came a knocking. Boston, what did you offer me, Boston? 14, uh, 26, and 30. And we it was on the contingency that a player that we wanted actually fell to eight. The player that yeah. we wanted did not fall, evidently, because Chalanga decided, who was also Boston... He was on the he was on both sides of the deal, as they say. Uh, <laughs> he decided against drafting a player like on oh, in my opinion, Onyeko Okongu would would be a like I would trade three all three of their first rounders to get Onyeko Okongu on Boston just because I think that they are looking for that guy who could be the center of the future for them. Mm-hmm. But Chalanga decided against it. He was uh, who did you want? Killian Hayes for Boston. I think that I I would have done it for Killian Hayes, but three draft picks is a lot to give up for one player. Um, so I think just I think really what it was was it was just too much, uh, too many assets to give up. So I I chickened out at the end. And like it's I want so dumb. We, did they, if if, if, if you have that many want, assets, you got to get rid of them. <laughs> I know, but the, you, we don't have to get rid of them now. We can we can get rid of them in a little bit. And like I want <laughs> I want if I'm Boston, I want Miles Turner. So, you know, Fair. and they need they need some salaries to put together for Miles Turner unless Indiana wants to take back Gordon Hayward, which gets complicated, blah, blah, blah. But in an interesting turn of events, Indiana doesn't have a first round pick. So would they want to trade up back into the first round to try to get somebody young on their team? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? They could have. We didn't really explore that. Um, but I think that's an interesting option and we might see something happen, um, especially with Victor Oladipo, who recently said that he's committed to indiana after 
saying that he wanted out of Indiana. So I think he's, I don't know what's going on with his camp. His PR people are all fucked up. Uh, anyway, with the number eight pick, New York was very happy that the uh, college player of the year last year fell to them in Obi Toppin. Uh, I'm excited for this New York team with Russell, West- Russell Westbrook and Obi Toppin. Dunks galore. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, mm-hmm. it, he'll sell a lot of tickets, which is one of the most important things to, well, I guess he won't sell a lot of tickets next year. Obviously he will not sell <laughs> any tickets this year. <laughs> he'll sell some jerseys though. That's but one people, thing. People watching the Knicks, they'll see Obi top and dunking and they'll say, Ooh, I want to go to Knicks games next year. Exactly. I think that New York is all about that flash and, and I, and I think that they're going to probably fall for some of that. And Good for them. Uh, they needed another power forward who could maybe only play center. <laughs> right. Well, he, you know, the hope is that Julius Randle can go to the bench where he belongs. Um, obviously, I don't know how he feels about coming off the bench, but regardless, New York takes Obi top and number number nine is next. And that's Washington. And that's me. And Washington is so happy that Onyeka Okongwu fell into their laps. Mm, Perhaps yeah. the best center in the draft in a, on a team that needs some defense because they were 30th in the league last year. Uh, Onyeka, come on aboard. Good for Washington. Uh, Chalanga has them winning 50 games next year. So I did not say that. I said I'm excited for Washington, <laughs> and I think that they could make the playoffs because I just can't quit John Wall. I, I can't. Know. I want to, but I can't. I, I, I think in college you used to do the John Wall dance a lot. <laughs> I think you did that. I think you did that at Scos a lot. I love John Wall. I was like, how how awesome do you have to be for someone to make a dance of you when you're in college? Like, come on, man, he's tight. You have to root for John Wall. Yeah, I don't think John Wall is going to be. He'll be a shade of what he was if if they're lucky. If yeah, we'll see. I, I'm going to keep rooting for Washington, but I, I, I'm also going to accept that they there's a good chance they could be pretty bad next year. <laughs> Number 10 is next, the Phoenix Suns. And I can't believe my guy dropped five positions. My guy, Devin Vassell, is going to... Oh, pick. wait. Phoenix, uh, Oklahoma City is uh, is calling your cell phone. Oh. What up, what up, what up? You want Chris Paul? Hello, Sam we, Presti. We want number 10, Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre. Give us those. You got a deal. Wait, what? No. I need to pick in this year's draft. Okay, I fine. need we'll, something we'll that will get number 24, too. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks, Sam. All right. Dab. <laughs> <laughs> so, OKC is here. And Dylan, that's still you. All right. Uh, still, OKC is taking Devin Vassell. I think he fell so many positions. A lot of people are touting. Patrick Williams ahead of Devin Vassell. I think that those last minute uh, draft skyrockets are a little bit, they're a little bit sus in my opinion. It's weird to rise up the draft board when you're not playing basketball. There's something <laughs> that isn't like quite right with that. <laughs> you not only not playing basketball, nobody knows where you are. Nobody knows what kind of interviews you've done. Nobody knows what your height is because it's been six months since anybody's watched you play basketball or done. You've done any workouts. <laughs> where they've checked your height. I want to know what these guys' actual heights are, every single one of them. I think Devin Vassell is like 6'8". I really do. And I think his wingspan's longer than you had him in the big board. I think it's probably close to seven feet. Uh, he's, he's incredibly long. 
he looks like a French fry out there, as I said in the in the last draft podcast that we did. I'm happy if I'm OKC to take this guy. Like uh, Shea Gilgis and Devin Vassell, like if you have that in your backcourt or in your front court, whatever it is, if they're playing small, they're going to be really happy with that. Yeah, and they got Darius Baisley, <laughs> who's long and and tall and athletic. So they're they're going to be fun next year as as long as they trade Stephen Adams. <laughs> They're going to be a lot of fun. And Dennis Shredder. Yeah, Yeah, they need to for sure. Maybe some sort of three-way construction where Dennis goes to Detroit and Derrick Rose goes to a competitor and OKC gets something. Well, that's for a later pod. Uh, Next is number 11, San Antonio. I think San Antonio is pretty happy that this guy fell. Yeah, Chalinga was telling me that there's no way this guy falls past 11 because he's just so closely tied right now in terms of rumors. And the San Antonio Spurs are taking Patrick Williams. Very Kawhi-esque pick here. Granted, he went to Florida State with Devin Vassell, so he's like a bigger program, but he came off the bench, didn't play a lot, and like he's got, he's 6'8", he's solid, he's got long arms, big hands, and he's pretty raw, but he has the athleticism and some of the feel that gives um, scouts and NBA people a feeling that he could get a lot better. And he's really young. He just turned 19 not too long ago. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It feels like pretty chalk so far. So now what do we got going on in Sacramento? I feel like I consulted you on this one. Uh, I thought that Vivek was going to go a little bit left field on this one. (laughs) Uh, I I was going to pick like someone like a Sadiq Bay possibly for Sacramento, but I was like, mm, no, they're not going to go with anyone that intelligent. Alexej Pokushevsky. Yes, that is such a spur or Kings move, my guy. <laughs> Total Kings move. Um, you know, there is word that the new management in in Sacramento is like more autonomous and less under the like terrible reign of Vivek, but I don't believe it until I see it. Not for a second. And this is giving me, uh, it's, it's giving me shades of Giannis, pa- uh, what is the name? Papa Giannis <laughs> <laughs> that the Kings drafted uh, in like 2015 uh, out of nowhere. Wait, uh, do you remember? Go ahead. Remember when Vivek was in the war room? Uh, in the I what was it the 2014 draft, and he was demanding that they take Nick Stauskas. Oh my god! <laughs> I just Horrible. can't see. I, I just can't see Vivek not trying to demand to to draft this guy who's 170 and seven foot three, Pokashevsky. Dude, that is how much do you weigh, Dylan? Piece of shit ski. I I weigh 165 on a fat day. And how tall are you? Five foot eleven. Oh my god! Yeah, this guy cannot. This guy will not play in the NBA. He (laughs) he will not be an NBA player. I don't care. Like I could topple him if I could if I wanted to. Dude, I don't care how unique his game is. He's you got to have an NBA body if you want to compete. I mean, even uh, uh, Porzingis, who is skinny, came into the NBA at like one ninety five. He looks like a giraffe on skates, too. He looks so uncomfortable to me. Yeah. But Sacramento is going to be drawn in by the potential and the Europeanness, and <laughs> And they're drunk, so that helps. Oh, boy. All right. Number 13, New Orleans. I get to pick again. 
And New Orleans is super happy. I think I think this guy is probably projected a little higher on a lot of. I think he, this is a small drop, but Kyra Lewis Jr. I think he's got a pretty big range. Like some people have him in the twenties, some people have him like almost in the top ten. So he's like he's really all over the place. I'm pretty high on him. I like Kyra. My main thing about this fit with Zion is that he's so fast. They're going to have a really great. They're going to be a team with such pace mm-hmm. and. uh you know, if he can, if he can learn how to run uh, the fast break, uh, he, that's going to be a really exciting team to watch. Oh, uh, he's going to be Lonzo great on the Ball. fast break. Oh my god! Yeah, it's going to be fun. That's I think fun... that's uh, like if you've got Lonzo, Kyra, uh, Ingram, uh, uh, Zion, and Jackson Hayes, and you're just running. That's a, I mean, mm. that's that's a scary fun. team. Yeah, that's a that's a scary team. So I think that's a great pick, Dylan. Thank you, Chalanga. Chalanga, you finally you have your next pick. I've been picking for a while, so or just for the last couple of picks. All right, I'm Boston. I didn't necessarily want this pick. I was trying. I tried really hard to trade some of these picks around to get Boston less <laughs> picks because they have like a, a serious roster crunch, and I think they want to trade for some ready ready made talent. Um, Chalanga, you still took well. You took two players, but yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that later. I'm not even sure Boston would want that. Um, I, yeah, I, I tried really hard anyway. <laughs> uh, Boston took Tyrese Maxey out of Kentucky. He's a p- very polarizing player. Um, uh, but you know, Kentucky, their players are, are very hit or miss. I mean, most recently Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero way outperformed their draft stock. Uh, but players like Trey Lyles, Willie Colley Stein have severely underperformed their draft stock. So we will see. But he's got a great NBA body. He's thick. He's long. He's fast. I'm not sure he can shoot. He kind of shoots from his chest right now. But the Celtics can take a little bit of time with him. Like, he doesn't need to come in and, like, really contribute for them because they can, you know, resign Brad Wanamaker if he's not ready. But if he comes in and looks good, then they've got their backup point guard situation locked down for the next few years. Okay, so he was 33 out of 113 from three last year. Uh, that's not that's enough. Not good. That is not yeah. enough. But he was also 100 out of 120 from from the free throw line. So there's a possibility that he could be a better three point shooter for them. They want the guy, in my opinion, that could possibly replace Marcus Smart in the future. I think that Marcus Smart, while he is fantastic right now, like first or second team all defense guaranteed for mm-hmm. the next couple years. Uh. he's just he doesn't this last year he provided some offense for them but Mm -hmm. i'm just not sure he can sustain that and maybe tyrese maxi can fill in that third guard position for them yeah i think the the real piece is that he's going to get too expensive i think his next contract is going to be really big and they've got to pay Jalen, and they're paying kamba and they got to pay tatum so they just like one of them's got to go and it's marcus smart i would not want to pay marcus smart (laughs) no but some team will yeah, maybe. some team will pay Marcus Smart twenty five million dollars and probably regret it. <laughs> That's a total Charlotte move. <laughs> All right, you're uh, next up with Golden State at fifteen, and I think they're pretty happy about how this has uh, transpired. Oh my god, they ended up getting one of the best forward wings in the draft, Sadiq Bay. In in my opinion, Sadiq Bay could be the future Draymond. He's a little bit, he's a lot bigger, but just being able to play that small ball five for them maybe in the future 
Uh, and yeah, just a lot of upside. Great length. Yeah, solid player. Super high floor. He's a junior. He's ready to walk on and, and contribute now, um, which is what the Golden State Warriors want and need out of this draft. I don't think he has a super high ceiling, but he's kind of a jack of all trades, can do it all. He can pass dribble a little bit. So Golden State's lucky. They got this. Um, next is Portland at 16. Oh, I was going to say, small bit yeah. of information about him. Uh, he made two and a half threes a game, 45% shooting. He might be one of the best shooters in this draft. Yeah, one of. I think the next pick is actually the best shooter in the draft if you want to go yeah. ahead and uh, make your pick for Portland at 16. All right. Portland is also very excited about this one. The next wing for them, like, obviously, you can't take a guard in the, at this spot. So Cole Anthony's off the table. Uh, they already have too many guards, uh, whether it's Simons, whether it's McCollum, whether it's Lillard. So they're they're looking for a little bit more size. I'm not sure that uh, Aaron Naismith has that kind of size that they want. He's still an undersized, probably three uh, at six, five he's listed as, but he's the best shooter in the draft. And we all know that Portland loves draining him from deep. He shot like 50 some percent from three this year, right? Like something yeah, crazy. So. Let yeah, me look that up. He's crazy. And he like plays really hard. He's a very smart player. You know, he kind of like is always in the right position, always doing the right thing. So it's a good pick for Portland. Yeah, this guy's definitely the best shooter in the draft. He shot 52.2% from three, making 4.3 games. But he also only played 14 games. So that totals out to 60 uh, out of 115. That's still pretty good, though. Yeah. And his free throw percentage, 82.5, not that good. So wait, wait, wait. He took 115 threes in 14 games? Yeah, this guy <laughs> was taking 8.2 threes a game. So uh, wow. he will launch it. He's not afraid of that. But will he be able to continue that from the NBA three? That is to, left to be seen. All right. Next up is number 17. Big pick for Minnesota here. We had a lot of uh, discussion about whether it should be a safe pick, a, a upside pick. What we should we get another guard? Should we what should we do, Dylan? What did you end up choosing? I felt so bad because I wanted a wing and the two wings that I would have wanted the most at, at this spot went 15 and 16. I wanted mm. Sadiq Bay the most probably because he has probably the most defensive upside. But uh, I took Precious Achua. I think Precious looks like he has an amazing body. He could be. So he's kind of like he might be the opposite of John Collins where he actually could fit defensively with Carl Anthony Towns really well. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure about his offensive fit, but defensively he will fit really well next to Carl. So maybe if things don't work out with John Collins or we don't want to pay him all that money, Precious gives us that security blanket. Yeah, you know, Precious is interesting because he has shown a little bit of ability to like handle the ball. I you know, and I've heard that he he kind of considers himself more of a small forward than a like a forward center, which I is what his body would tell us he is. Which you know, is good. That reminds me of Nas Reed. <laughs> well, I, I don't think Nas Reed considers himself a, a small forward, but Nas Reed does like to create off the dribble a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's concerning just because like sometimes changing a player's mind about who and what they are can be pretty hard. Um, but he, his defensive upside is amazing. Memphis had like some of the best rim defense in the mm -hmm. NCAA. And, and that's Precious, without James Wiseman. Yeah. And and so Precious was a big part of that. Um, so I think it's a good upside pick. Like 
I think in two or three years, we could really reap the rewards of this pick. Um, or he could be a, a bust, but at least he's going to bring the energy, right? Yeah. And if, if he, if he can't play the four next to towns, I could see him playing backup five for the Timberwolves and that would be just fine for me. Yeah. I think, I think the big thing about him is versatility defensively, at least. Yes. Uh, who is next? Oh, I'm next again with Dallas. At number 18, Dallas is incredibly happy that this man fell into their laps. Yeah, I'm shocked. Anthony. Actually, I'm not shocked. I think that he will fall. Yeah, that's true. One of these guys is going to fall, and I think consistently you have shouted out Cole Anthony as one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, he can shoot a little bit from three. I think he'll fit really well next to Luca. I mean, he's, he's not averaging that many assists per game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's averaging, he averaged four in college in, in 22 games. Yeah. I think Cole Anthony was on a very injury plagued North Carolina team. So they weren't very good. And that is a, a downgrade on him. I, there's been talk about him not playing very hard. You know, he's like son of a son of an NBA player grew up rich, you know, never had to really grind everything was kind of given to him but i don't really buy that if he's good he's good and uh i think dallas at 18 getting a possible like six man score like soon like this year next year in three years i think that's really good for them so great pick dylan one thing that's concerning to me is that his true shooting percentage 50.1 in college that's not very good for college that's not great especially on his he's uh, no one's saying that he's an efficient scorer but like i i i i like the derrick rose post acl comp um because <laughs> he does not have the bounce that derrick rose had but he you know he's shoots a lot of questionable shots uh has questionable efficiency but i mean he makes the ball go in. Number nineteen, RJ. Oh, the Brooklyn Nets select RJ oh. Hampton. Um, the Nets didn't really want to make this pick, um, but they figure they'll be trading either Dinwiddie or uh, Karis Levert in the near future, and so RJ Hampton could slot into a similar role. I don't know how good he's going to be, but he is athletic and has good size for a guard. Um, it'll all come down to his shooting, um, but he could be okay. Yeah, I think that uh, they're just waiting for the Beal trade to happen. So that's all they can do. Yep. All right. I'm next with Miami. Originally, Boston had traded up for this pick. They had traded uh, number 26 and 30 to go up to 20 to select uh, Leandro Palmero and stash him uh, in Europe for a while. Again, their roster crunch. I, I, I reflected on it and I reneged the deal because I decided it was a bad bad deal so uh it's miami's pick now there were quite a few players i was considering Jaden mcdaniels trey jones isaiah stewart but i ended up going with uh, a point guard who has kind of shown some some real grit and toughness and has really worked on his body to minneapolis to kid minneapolis kid tyrell terry i think that he'll do great in miami i think that uh they're looking for a young point guard um as goran dragic ages and uh, Terry does a lot of the same stuff that uh, Goran does, shooting the three, uh, playing the pick and roll, attacking the rim with touch. Um, so I think it's I think this is a good pick for Miami. What about this is basically this would be Miami saying we don't believe in Kendrick Nunn. Right. And I think his three point sh- shooting is probably a little bit more real. He mm-hmm. was uh, 
he shot 41%, 40.8% from three last year. And that was 62 out of 152. So pretty significant amount of mm-hmm. threes. He's making two a game, played 31 games for Stanford. He also shot 89% from the free throw line. So this guy's going to come in here and he's going to, going to make shots right away. And, and I think he could be an upgrade from Kendrick Nunn immediately. Is that crazy yeah. to say? No, I mean, Kendrick Nunn came in second place in rookie of the year, but he's not the answer. He's not the future for Miami. So they might as well pick up another point guard and see which one's better. And it looked, oh, the other thing is that mm. Jimmy Butler really had to shoulder a lot of the ball handling role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Miami last year. And that was a huge problem for them down the line because Jimmy was gassed. So maybe he can help with that. 21 is next. It's Philadelphia and uh, they need a ball handler. They took Trey Jones who looks pretty ready to play. He's got good defense. Oh. He should be able to shoot out. Uh, you know, I was hoping you'd fall to 33 for the wolves, but Oh, they don't even have 33 anymore. Oh so. yeah. We don't have never mind. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so Trey Jones goes to Philadelphia, filling that point guard need. Yeah. Uh, good for Philadelphia. We're always rooting for the Joneses. All right, Dylan, you're up next with 22. Chalanga, this feels like the most perfect move because you have compared this player to Michael Porter Jr. Denver is going to select a high upside player that has been shooting up draft boards and they're a great drafting team. They're probably going to take a big risk here if I had to if I had to say so myself. They're already a great team and if they can add even another great piece that they could flip in a trade with Michael Porter Jr. to maybe get Brad Beal, I think they'll do that. And Denver selected Jaden McDaniels. Yes, I love him. I talked about how much I loved him on my big board pod. Um he is cool. He but he's a big swing. But Denver can do it. You know, they swung on Bull Bull and he looks <laughs> cool at least <laughs> i don't know if he'll ever play meaningful nba minutes but he's like the taco fall of the west at, at he's not taco fall he is a much better player than taco okay, fall okay. um he's more yeah he's definitely more skilled i'm just excited to watch Jaden mcdaniels and bowl bowl in the g league <laughs> together that'll be cool <laughs> all right 23 is next and that's utah who did you pick Ooh, i picked xavier tillman chlinga tell me about xavier tillman <laughs> xavier tillman i think he's a junior out of michigan state he's kind of a I, i've heard him compared kind of to al horford in that he can move the ball well he plays solid defense he doesn't have a crazy body or athleticism but he just does all the little things that help winning um, i think he's pretty much ready to walk on and and contribute pretty quickly um, and utah needs some depth uh, they would have loved a wing to to drop. You know, it, they probably would have loved if RJ or I don't know which wing would have dropped. But uh, Xavier Tillman will give them a little bit of depth and uh, someone who could maybe play next to Rudy Gobert at the four um, besides Bogdanovich. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have much shooting at all. Uh, but my... I mean, he'll maybe fit better than Derek Favors. That's the that's the hope. Yeah. And he's I th- you know he he's a good he's a good character guy as well. I think this selection might also indicate that Rudy Gobert is on the trading block. Maybe he will be their uh maybe he'll be their small ball five. We'll see. I don't know. That's for a different pod. Conversation for a different pod. Number twenty four. That's me with Milwaukee, and this is a player who is a higher on a lot of draft boards. Um, he is a 
fairly limited player, but he brings a lot of energy. That's uh, Washington's uh, Washington State's Isaiah Stewart. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about Isaiah Stewart. All we were talking about was how he was shooting up the boards uh, late in the draft cycle, which both you and I are hesitant to. He's play. like 6'9", 250 pounds with a 7'4 wingspan. So like his body is awesome. I think that's what got that's what's got people going. Yeah, he'll um, be a great small ball center. Maybe he'll pair really well next to Giannis. Who knows? Yeah, and you know, I think Milwaukee Milwaukee did try to trade this pick for Chris Paul, but didn't they work. have nothing? <laughs> they we decided they had less than the Lakers had. I think the yeah. Lakers were closer to grabbing Chris Paul. So I mean Isaiah Stewart brings the energy. He's got a post up game. He, I mean, he kind of reminds me of like Nigel Hayes or like Jonathan Motley who are and it's i don't know if he's actually going to find success in the nba but he's got a big body and he plays with energy so we'll see he he shot 25 percent from three yeah he's Uh, a bad shooter yeah that makes me question whether he'll make it in a in a buddenholzer offense yeah Uh, maybe that maybe it isn't a, a milwaukee pick but it seemed like a good grab as far as like value value (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, he's a piece that they can put together to trade for another star next. Maybe to, they would have tried to, to draft a, a guard or a wing in, in reality, but there wasn't really anyone that I felt was worth it. So I went with True. Isaiah Stewart. True All right, that. Phoenix is next at 25. With the number 25 pick, as Phoenix, I'm taking Theo Maladon. And now we're in that section of the draft where Dylan knows nothing about <laughs> these players and just asked for Chalanga's advice. So Chalanga, what was your advice? I think that the 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 uh, Suns have a lot of different pa- backup point guard options, so they can take their time with Theo because um, they've got campaign on a non guaranteed contract this year. They could bring back Javon Carter if they want, um, and they don't need that many backup point guard minutes because you can kind of stagger Devin Booker and Chris Paul when it comes down to it and get enough creation off the dribble. Anyway, I, I think that he has a lot of upside. He's six four, long arms, athletic, has shown some decent vision, um, so he could be a steal at twenty five. Sweet. All right, Chalinga, you're back. Boston is back. Um, picking at number 26. This is Boston. you really want this? I did not want it. So Boston traded down with Philadelphia and got 34 and 36. One of those will be a draft and stash player. I'm not sure what the other one will be, but second round picks are, you know, movable. Um, so I could probably s- swap 36 for two future seconds or whatever. Anyway, um, Philadelphia moves up and they select Cassius Winston out of... Uh, Michigan State, they're taking another swing on a ball handler that they desperately need. I think Cassius is one of the best uh, backup point guards in this league <laughs> or in this draft, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think he's ready to go now. I think he's going to – He he's really smart. He gets the game. He's a good shooter. He's a good passer. He's small. Um, mm-hmm. But he's, you know, Ty Lawson-esque. Headband and everything. Uh, he's a better shooter than TJ McConnell. But but they needed that kind of a player to to pair next to Ben Simmons. In in our Philadelphia, we are going to we want um Ben Simmons to stay on the team. Daryl Morey is going to keep Ben Simmons at least for this season. That's what we've decided mm-hmm, on this podcast. So we needed a player that would that would give them a point guard who would have better shooting uh than the players on their team have so far. And that could play next to Ben Simmons. And we decided on cash winston they got cash and trey so they can see which is better 
and they can make a choice. They can flip one. Gives them options. <laughs> New York is next at twenty-seven. Um, I oh. think that I think that they want uh, another point guard um, or another guard at least, someone who can create off the dri- dribble. And they're also bad at drafting, and so they're going to select a Kansas player, of course. Um, Devon Devon Dotson, mm-hmm. who disappointed this season. He was supposed to be really good. And he just like really struggled to create consistent offense. He struggled defensively, but he's fast. He's very fast. His shot form looks good. Um, so there's something there. I just don't know if he's going to put together all the pieces. So, so in his rookie season, he was 36% from three, but that dropped down to on more attempts, 31% from three, but yeah, he had to do a lot more this year. Yeah, he did shoot the 80% from the line in, in his two mm-hmm. years, 81% from the line. So maybe he will be able to put that together for the Knicks. Right now, obviously, their point guard is not shooting threes at all. He is a point center at 6'3", Russell Westbrook. Uh, but maybe mm-hmm. he can give them their point guard of the future or their backup point guard of the future. Uh, probably more, more on the lines of backup point guard of the future. But I like this pick for New York. I think that this Mm -hmm. was actually probably a pretty nice pick that we gave them. You know, we were kind of trolling them with the Obi Toppin, um, which I I don't know if either one of us really believes Obi Toppin is going to make another leap once he enters the NBA. But uh, good for them. I will also say this is a Kansas guy. And as Chalanga has told me many times, don't believe in the Kansas players. Do not believe in them. Mm-mm. No, no. All right, Los Angeles is next, and luckily you got this pick. The Lakers. This is this is a pick that's important to you. <laughs> so I'm I'm sure you picked a player that you know a lot about and that you know oh. is going to be really good for the Lakers. Yeah, uh, he's going to play for seasons upon seasons for this team. Desmond Bain. Dylan, what what school did Desmond Bain go to? He went to. Uh, no googling. No googling. Arkansas. Sansas, TCU, baby. I was really, I was really close. TCU is right next to Arkansas. Um, Desmond Bain is like a six-five guard, wing type. He plays with a lot of energy. Uh, he is a good defender because he's just like tenacious. He can shoot the ball. He's got an even wingspan, which is too bad. Um, but he he's not lacking like too much athleticism. He's got he doesn't have a lot of upside, but I, I think that he's gonna come in, he's gonna try really hard, and he's gonna play some solid defense and hit some open shots. So that's what I, they need, right? Most importantly, he's a character guy. He is a Christian man. He went to a Christian <laughs> university and he believes in God first. Yeah. LeBron only wants to play with good, good, wholesome guys. Christian men. Uh he, he was uh he was 44.2% from three. So yeah, he will knock down some shots. 80% from the line in his college career. Mm-hmm. Uh, 40, 44.2 was just last year, but he was making them all throughout his college career at TCU. Uh, 92 of 208 last year. Pretty awesome. That's tight. All right. Number 29 is next Toronto. They picked Arizona Zeke Naji. He's a center. I think uh, they, there's a chance they could lose Serge Ibaka this year, and I think that Marco Sol is going back to Spain. And so Chris Boucher is the only center on their roster. So they need some, they need some center talent. Um, Zeke Naji is slotted a lot higher on a lot of boards, 
we don't really believe in drafting centers too high unless they are really, really good. Um, but Zeke Naji looks like he could develop into something. Um, he's tall and long and plays with a lot of energy, can go up and get the ball and throw it down. He can't really shoot. Uh, I think he can extend it to the mid-range a little bit. Uh, no real evidence of a three-point shot. But uh, his shot form looks pretty good, so maybe someday. Um, I think this is a good pick for Toronto. I'll take your word for it. Trenga, you have the last pick. Yes, Boston in a pick that they tried and tried and tried to trade, but they uh, couldn't make it happen. But they took an upside guy in Josh Green out of Arizona as well. He disappointed this this season. Um, he's like a 6'5 shooting guard. He should be able to shoot theoretically, um, and he should be able to create off the dribble a little bit. He's got good bounce. Um, but a lot of the Arizona prospects really did uh, disappoint this year. Um, Nico Mannion noticed did not go in our, in our, uh, first round. Um, but oh, yeah, he I, was going to make, he was just coming up the, around the bend though. In that early second. Yeah, he was, I think, I think that, uh, they've got Romeo Langford who maybe is nothing, but maybe Josh green will be something at the shooting guard. I think they just I, are looking for guards to eventually replace, uh, Marcus smart. Probably. Yeah. I, they're so deep it, at the guard position um, that it, one of these guys might still click. Romeo Langford might still click, right? Yeah. Who knows? And it's just more assets to flip. I mean, they might flip Josh Green for two future seconds or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they've got a lot of players on their roster. So. How, many, how many seconds are they going to be having? Boston loves they to are... have assets. I mean, they just want they just want stuff. They're hoarders. Oh, my God. Um, all right, well, Dylan, who do you think? Uh, what are some teams that you feel did a really good job in this in our mock draft? Who came I out think, ahead? I think as homers, we had Minnesota do way too well in this mock draft. I think <laughs> that the Hawks probably are not going to give up on John Collins. No and way. If you ask their fan base, John Collins is as good as Carl Anthony Towns. So yeah, Minnesota's picking number one, almost, almost assuredly. God, I hope they pick Anthony Edwards. I'm back on the mellow ball. I uh, <laughs> I flip flop regularly, but fuck it. Let's let's see let's see what Lamelo can do. I think it'll. I think either one will be a lot of fun though. Lamelo um, might be out of any of the fits of all thirty teams. Might be best fit on Orlando. Actually, I was. I, I think yeah. that's great. That's really great for them. There's been some murmurs that Orlando might try to trade for Russell Westbrook, which I think is actually a really good idea because where are they going? Yeah, I guess so. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Dallas getting Cole Cole Anthony was really great. I think New York actually did a pretty good job. Obi Toppin is fun. Devon Dotson could be the next uh Alonzo Trier, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Boston is the loser of this draft. They tried to move easily. Up. They tried to move out. They tried to acquire some talent and they just failed miserably because everyone's mad at Boston for hoarding assets, so no one wants to trade with them. I also want to say, I think we are the winners of this draft because we predicted that uh, we did all these before we had heard the uh, off season on dunk on the dunk down podcast. We we, respect those guys a lot. We do. We do. Uh, But we somehow had the exact same trade that got Chris Paul to Phoenix. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's kind of like the only trade, the only thing that will make it happen. Um, But Still, props to us. 
All right. Well, thank you for listening to the flagrant howl. Oh, wait, no, we decided against that. Thank you for no, listening. Wait, to the- <laughs> I liked that one. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Coast to Coast NBA podcast. Uh, remember to like and subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends and all that. You can follow us on Twitter at CND pod, CND NBA pod. What is it, Dylan? You it made is- it. <laughs> I'm so sorry for changing it. It is CND pod. You can follow right us on now. Instagram and Twitter at CNDPod and send us an email. We're still at Coast to Coast NBA Pod at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yes. We need to um, normalize all of these. Normalize so, our handles. I'm so sorry to everyone that it is so confusing. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Mwah.